Odell Beckham Jr. Is he headed to Dallas? Jerry Jones. Well, he's got his eyes on OBJ. Plus the latest on the the wild, wild times in Indianapolis. We'll put it that way. And week 10 power rankings are here. Lauren Cox, James Rapine, no Tony Wiggins this week on a Wednesday edition of Locked On NFL. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hi again, everyone, and welcome in to Locked On NFL. He's Lauren Cox in for Tony Wiggins. I'm James Rapine, and we have a lot to get to, starting with Odell Beckham Jr. Thank you so much for making us your first listen or first watch, whether it's on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And Lauren, let's uh, dive on in because Odell Beckham Jr., obviously the the top free agent available, certainly the the best wide receiver available right now, expected to be ready to go by early December. And Jerry Jones, well, he's at least making a play for Odell Beckham Jr. publicly. On Tuesday, he was on 105.3 The Fan in Dallas, and he said, quote, Odell is someone that we all have the appreciation, uh, that we have all the appreciation in the world for and who he is as a competitor. I know the Cowboys star on that helmet when he puts it on could look pretty good. This is such a Jerry Jones thing to do. Your thoughts, Lauren, on the idea of Odell Beckham Jr. landing with the Cowboys. I certainly think it's it's a great way to support Dak Prescott heading into the playoffs, right? Get something in there in the home stretch to give him yet another weapon in that offense. Because it doesn't seem like They've had too much trouble, at least in the last few games, getting some points up there with, with CeeDee Lamb and, and now Michael Gallup getting back into the swing of things a bit more and more. But, hey, you know, somebody like Odell it has such a dynamic talent in there. And we, you hear more and more in the NFL nowadays about it's really having that third piece, that complementary weapon to really give the defense that much more to kind of have to keep in tra- keep tabs of. Oh, and you add Tony Pollard and Zeke Elliott in the backfield running the ball really, really well. Like that's how you make that all-in investment at this stage of the process to say, hey, not only does he make our team better, but we keep Odell from going to any of the other playoff contenders and, and competing against us in the process. It's a good point because the Giants have obviously been uh, rumored to, to peak Odell's interest and vice versa. And, and obviously they're off to the start. They are in Dallas trying to win the NFC East again. And so uh, keeping Odell from going there would certainly matter. Keeping him from going to even the AFC, if some of these AFC contenders, if you're the Cowboys, well, you're thinking Super Bowls. And, and certainly that's what Jerry's thinking. He also is is thinking about tickets and interest and all of those things. And to me, I'm not sure how much different Odell Beckham Jr. makes the Cowboys. I don't know if they're a true Super Bowl contender anyway with him, without him. But you want to talk about the star, the star on the side of the helmet, how big it would feel if Odell Beckham Jr. were to go to Dallas. That's the part of this that would be most interesting to me. I'm not sure if he would have the the playoff impact that he would have in Buffalo or playoff impact that he would have in some of these other teams, even the Rams, if the Rams actually make the playoffs. But I, I certainly think that from an interest standpoint, right, they, they're called America's team for, for a reason. And so I think that that alone, especially with Odell's profile, one of the biggest stars in the NFL, I'd say the biggest non-quarterback star in the NFL. That's fair. It's uh, 
it, it would be wild to see him line up for the Cowboys. I think from Odell's perspective, you know, coming off of this ACL injury, he's not going to be out here getting a five-year massive contract, you know, long-term type deal here. So if he comes in, if, if, if I'm Odell, which he and I could probably couldn't be any more different in terms of who we are, but if, if I'm in Odell's shoes, I'm thinking, okay, I've got what, you know, five, six, seven regular season games and the playoffs to show the rest of the NFL that, hey, I'm just as good as I was pre-injury and that I can be a long-term reliable star again for this team. So I'm going to go to whatever team I think I can, I mean, to selfishly, what, that I can get the most catches, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns to look mm-hmm. like, you know, that number one dominant wide receiver. So, you know, do I look at Dallas and say, well, they have other weapons, so I won't get as much attention from the defense so I could have more production? Or do you look at the Giants and say, well, the Giants don't have other receivers. So if I go there, mm-hmm. I am the guy. Or the Green Bay Packers, I am the guy, even if you don't feel like either of those teams is going to be the true Super Bowl contender in, the, in this short window for Odell. Is it more important for him to feel like he could win another Super Bowl or is it about him setting up that next contract that could really set him for the rest of his life? Yeah, it's it's a good point. And, and to me, as long as that team is playoff bound, because he's going to need those weeks, because if he signs, let's say he signs the week of Thanksgiving, and it takes him a week, and then he, he's playing in December and early January. Well, if you're not making the postseason, or you're on a fringe playoff team and you don't end up making it, he's not going to have much time to show what he showed last year with the Rams, where it worked out, and he was dynamic, and he was dominant in the first half of that Super I mean, two catches, 52 yards, the touchdown. Mike Hilton's draped all over him, and he makes a great play in the end zone. Then a really nice catch and run, and it just seemed like he was going to take that game over, and, and then he goes down. But I didn't have any questions about how talented he was then. And so you're right, finding a spot where he can he can show that and showcase it. And longevity is going to matter too. How many opportunities does he get? Is it five or does it become eight or nine, depending on where he picks? I, I think that matters right now, Lauren. If you had to name the, the best destination for Odell Beckham Jr., where would it be? I mean, it's hard to say anything but buffed quarterback potentially available the best offense I mean with a really really strong defense around it I mean they have obviously Stefan Diggs but it's not like you know I mean Gabe Davis and Isaiah McKenzie and some of the other receivers they're like have, have have done well but I think it's the right balance of Odell could come in there and not be completely overshadowed by all the other wide receiver talent they have there but also not be the one who gets all the attention and oh he has Josh well Josh Allen throwing him the ball, hopefully in the playoffs, even if this elbow injury situation becomes something a little bit more of a, a short-term disruption to what they want to do offensively there. But it just seems to me like you can't really do much, much better than Buffalo, but I don't think it's a, as huge of a gap between them and, and say Dallas as another offense where at least I think Odell can get that production and still have a pretty good chance of, of making a playoff run. I wonder if Tom Brady's made the call yet. I just, I just wonder, I, I think back to, and I, I covered the, the Browns for a little bit when Odell was there and the, it was the Freddie kitchen Browns and they went up to new England and got their butts kicked. I'll, I'll say it that way. Their butts kicked by Bill Belichick, Tom Brady and company and Odell. I I'll never forget. He presented Baker was in the shot. Baker Mayfield was in the shot presented Tom Brady with cleats, like special customized Odell Beckham jr. Cleats. And it's like, man, if you get the opportunity and it's not like Julio Jones has made, you know, a huge impact there. Do they have the money? Could they make it work? I don't know. I don't think there are too many mouths to feed there anymore. They certainly showed that Antonio Brown would have fit in, you know, last year and the year prior, uh, despite having Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and company. So 
I would say that's a dark horse. I don't know if it's the best fit just because they're not uh, the bucks that we remember, but uh, it's another team I'll certainly mention. It, oh, it's, there's just so many wide receiver needy teams in football right now. No doubt. You could add in Baltimore. I mean, there's a bunch of teams across the network that, that you could really see being a good fit for Odell. And he should have a, a pretty good choice of, of what he wants to do. No doubt about it. He should have his, his choice. And, you know, if he performs well, he's going to have a, a fun March as well when he potentially hits free agency, assuming that he signs a one-year deal. Up next, the dumpster fire that is the Indianapolis Colts. We're going to dive into it because, yes, they've announced a play caller. We know who's going to be calling plays for the Jeff Saturday-led. What the, That's a guy that we would have booked on the show last week, and now he's the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. We'll dive into that coming up next. But first, a word from Simply Safe. Because if you've thought about securing your home with home security, but you've been putting it off, now's the time to do so. Because Locked On NFL listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. It's their biggest offer of the year. You don't want to miss it, whether it's the professional monitoring 24 7. This isn't just sensors on your doors and windows. No, it is a complex system that is going to keep your family safe. You want cameras outside, they have them. You want cameras inside, they have them. And you can put it all uh, together in a package, a customized package that is going to meet your needs. Simply Safe was named best home security system of 2022 by US News and World Report for a third year in a row. In an emergency, like I said, that 24-7 professional monitoring is backed by fast protect technology exclusively from simply safe so if something is a, a real threat they're going to make sure you get priority police response so don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system i recommend and get 50 percent off your simply safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on that's simplysafe.com slash locked on nfl again simplysafe.com slash locked on nfl there's no place like simply safe all right, let's keep things rolling with the Colts, Lauren, in who? So Jeff Saturday went from ESPN analyst and high school football coach to head coach of the uh, Indianapolis Colts in like a 48-hour span. They fired Frank Reich, and uh, we had plenty of reaction on, on Locked On NFL, our Tuesday edition. But we have more news when it comes to uh, this Indianapolis team because they've named a play caller. And, and I wasn't sure which route they would go, you know, but I'm just going to ask you this. Have you ever before maybe the announcement on Tuesday heard of a gentleman by the name of Parks Frazier? <laughs> no, I mean, he's what 30 years old. Like, I, and don't get me yeah. wrong, you know, young people, young people, I mean, older than me, but certainly some people can be fast risers in, in that industry, but it's a little striking when he's younger than, you know, Andrew Luck, younger than Matt Ryan, younger than, Nick Foles. I mean, younger than the guys on the team on the sideline with uh, experience that does not uh, it matches the head coach. I mean, they're really just kind of going throw us stuff at the wall and and see what sticks. I mean, I love that P Parks Frazier. They said Frank Reich officiated his wedding and his he's married to one of the former Colts websites reporters. I mean, it's just like every single new detail that comes out about this is even more insane than the last. Yeah, it it's. Uh... It's wild. Um, I'll give you a couple more details. Parks Frazier played quarterback at Northeast Mississippi Community College in Murray State. The powerhouse. He joined, he, he, yeah, he joined Reich's uh, staff as an assistant in 2018, and he's helped with practice plan, call sheets, scripts, all that stuff. So I, at least he was in the room. 
But I, I got to be honest, though, this whole feel, either Jim say thought to himself, you know what, Frank Reich isn't the guy, and we need to lose as many games as possible so we can finally end this quarterback, just Ferris wheel that we're on, or whatever you want to call it, that's just been veteran after veteran after veteran and failed project after failed project, or he's out of his mind. Because if he's tanking the tank and it's like, ah, let's bring in a guy like Jeff Saturday who we like anyway, get him some experience. Everyone will forgive him here in Indy because he's literally coaching for eight games. It's one thing. But if it's, I think Jeff Saturday, like he said on on Monday night, uh, you know, I want him to do well so he can become the long-term answer. How in the world is he going to do that? And how, how do anybody in that building, how does anybody in that building respond to Jeff Saturday or Parks Frazier? I think that's the real question. Yeah, it, it's got to be hard to keep that locker room together, not only because you have two guys who have never been in charge of keeping a locker room together, but also because you know, you've had these guys that are just skipping to the front of the line. I mean, you've had these coaching coaches, assistants that have been on the staff for a number of years now and have worked through all the ups and downs with Frank Reich and all the different veteran quarterbacks that they went through there. And now you see some 30-year-old kid who's who's the assistant quarterbacks coach or what and the special helper who gets to gets to call the plays. Like you look at the Colts coaching staff, and it's not like a, a big group of super well-known coaches, but like I know Scott Milanovic, their quarterbacks coach, he's been a head coach in the Canadian football league before. And I think he was also involved in, in NFL Europe a little bit before that as well. And yes, it's not, you know, mainstream NFL, but it's like, he's been in charge of a football team and has been an offensive coordinator in those leagues for, for a long time. And you're sitting there as the quarterbacks coach and you know, the young kid that you've been kind of met helping along this season or in a couple of seasons, all of a sudden just jumps past in line. And now you're supposed to take, take commands from, from him all of a sudden, mm-hmm. like uh, Scotty, like the uh, Parks Frazier, his, his actual title when he first started with the Colts was assistant to the head coach. Like he was like the Dwight Schrute of oh, Frank Reich's offensive coaching staff. And now they're there. Michael Scott's out of the building and Dwight Schrute's in charge. And it just, it just seems like an office meltdown waiting to happen. What happened the first time Dwight Schrute became manager in the office for our office fans out there? <laughs> yeah. It didn't go well, put it that way. And and maybe he grew into that job, but, and look, it's not personal. It's just, this is, it's, and we'll just keep using references, right? Like, like Ted Lasso is a TV show. It's not like a real thing where Jeff Saturday can just waltz in and these coaches are going to be like, what they've been busting their tails for how long? And, you know, let's just say you join the staff this off season. So for the past eight months, nine months, 10 months, depending on when you join, when they hired you, you've been working, working, working. And now you're reporting to a guy that wasn't even regularly in the building. And I know he was a consultant, but regularly in the building until, well, I guess Monday evening, <laughs> Monday evening when he he walked in. I just, it's a, it's a bold strategy that isn't going to work. It's <laughs> not, it's not going to work, but it could work. And the way it works is, if they end up with CJ Stroud and he becomes the next quarterback, like great quarterback, or if they end up with Bryce young and he becomes the next great quarterback or whatever the case is there, because if, if, if that isn't the plan at this stage, then I just, I I don't know where to go. If I'm a Colts fan, put it that way. I I don't know where to go. And I guess the, the one positive you could take out of it is, Oh, well, who knows? Maybe if you're in the media, you could just get promoted to, to head coach one day. You never know. So, you know, stay sharp there, Lauren, you might have a shot.
I was just I was just thinking that earlier when you said you know Saturday was a guest you could have had on the podcast here, and now I'm here, so maybe I'm next up for one of these for one of these oh. head coaching gigs. Absolutely, but but no, like I I think it'll be funny. Like you know they take on the Raiders this week, and Raiders are a bad enough team that could they get the rejuvenation of Saturday comes in there and, oh and calls, gives them a good speech and maybe they win that first one against the Raiders and it's like see James Eugene, you were wrong this Jeff Saturday thing works and then they have the Eagles after that and they're going to get absolutely demolished and everything yeah. they crumble. I don't care if they beat the Raiders. I, it, it Look, it's not going to work. Yeah, they may win. They may beat the Raiders and be competitive against the Eagles. Who knows? They, I just – I don't buy it. I, I just think that it's a uh, – it's wild. I mean, if you really wanted to hire a legend, was Reggie Wayne on that staff or not? Oh, yeah, he is. I was going to bring that team up. It's just, it's just odd. It's weird, and I feel sorry. The last thing I – because I, I was listening to the news conference on Monday a little bit in between the – awful Monday night game. Sorry, Ross Jackson. That was ugly <laughs> for your saints. And I was like, man, thank God. You know, I cover the Bengals daily and, and I'm like, thank God I don't have to deal with that. Like, I, cause what do you do? Everyone's writing the same thing. How big of a joke it is. Uh, how, how it's delusional, how they can't believe it's everybody's saying the same thing and no one's wrong. And I don't really know how to have a different angle than that because there isn't one. This isn't a Disney movie where the the NFL, you know, the NFL legend comes home mid-season and saves the team and leads them to a Super Bowl. That's not it. This isn't, you know, Disney on, on Saturdays or something. Oh, you know, the what, what was the movie with the rock game plan? This isn't game plan where everything ends rosy. It's not going to end rosy for the Colts. Uh, for me, I'm just getting my popcorn ready. I'm going to buckle in and I'm going to watch. It's going to be really I just it's just going to be fun to see how it how it implodes. Like I I'm all in on teams doing the most wild you know absolutely crazy i was i was trying not to use the the the, the, the swear word there but some of the most wild crazy things that that you could do just to say screw it let's let's throw it let's throw somebody in there and just see what happens and it's it's a wasted second half of the season anyway so well, let's have fun let's see if jeff saturday can do it and i think more teams should should just randomly pick former players from the 2000s that would be fun to come in and bring in i want to see Chicago Bears interim head coach Jay Cutler. You know, I want to see Cincinnati Bengals interim head coach Chad Ochocinco. Like, let's just have oh fun. My God. Yeah, that'd be it would be wild. I uh oh my god, Chad Johnson as a coach. That that would be wow. Can't even I, I'm at a loss for words. But um <laughs> that said, we uh we we gotta continue and, and see where the Colts are in the power rankings. Cause be, to be quite honest, after this hire, I might. I've had them 32nd in the NFL. I might not have. Sorry, Colts fans. Uh, we'll, we'll dive into our week 10 power rankings coming up next. And no, it's not just mine. It's the entire network. So the Colts aren't last. But whether you're looking to pop the question or have a milestone to celebrate or want to let your love sparkle, Blue Nile can help you make your celebrations even more memorable. As the original online jeweler, Blue Nile offers the largest selection of independently graded diamonds and pieces significantly priced lower than traditional retailers. They've helped millions of couples create the perfect diamond for them. And if you're looking for a piece of fine jewelry and you have some questions, well, the best part is they have experts on hand 24-7 available via phone or chat to keep uh, and, and help you find a memorable gift for every budget. Make your moment sparkle with Blue Nile. Go to BlueNile.com and use code Locked On to save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more. That's B-L-U-E-N-I-L-E.com. Code Locked On to save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more. BlueNile.com. Promo code Locked On. 
All right, Lauren, let's dive into these power rankings for week 10. And no, the Colts, they aren't 32nd, but uh, they are close following that beat down by the Patriots. But we'll start at the top where the Eagles take their rightful spot. Uh, the past couple of weeks, I've had the Eagles number one. And following the, the Bills loss to the Jets, they move up to number one, followed by the Bills, who only fall one spot. The Chiefs stay three after a hard-fought win over the Titans, followed by Odell Beckham Jr.'s Cowboys. We'll see about that. But the Cowboys are four. Vikings, five. The Ravens stay put at six. The 49ers, seven. Bengals, Seahawks, and Jets rounding out the top ten. Yes, the Jets are 10th in our power rankings. It's amazing to see, and not even like in an unbelievable way, but just like in how cool the season has been that the Jets and Seahawks can climb all the way up into the top 10 after, you know, teams that we didn't have magnificent expectations for this season. And even like early on when they were having success, there's still not like this, this super faith that they're going to be some kind of, you know, big time team. And yet here they are climbing up and, and continuing to Prove people wrong. I mean, the Giants, as we'll get to in a little bit, are still up there in that area as well. I mean, the, the 49ers as well. Like it's it's all these teams that we've had so much trouble figuring out outside of the top three or four who the next best teams in football are. And I, I love seeing the likes of of Geno Smith and company up in that discussion right now. It's, it's so much fun. Yeah, it is. It's it's been wild. Those two teams have really surprised me, especially the Seahawks. I mean, I yeah. I did not anticipate this, but here they are, six and three. They're playing Tom Brady and the Bucks. This week, we'll see there. And uh, another team that's, I don't know how surprised people are about the Dolphins, but they continue to uh, uh, to put up numbers on offense, and they're certainly scary. They're 11th, followed by the Titans, who, well, their only question right now is about the offense and if they have enough weapons. Chargers 13th, Giants 14th, Buccaneers move up to 15th following their last second win over the Rams. The Patriots are 16th, followed by the Falcons. Rams fall to 18, Saints 19, Browns 20, and the Packers out of the top 20 for the first time this season. I believe they're 21st in our Week 10 power rankings. Boy, it's it's weird to see some of the Titans like that falling down here. You know, especially the Green Bay Packers and, and Los Angeles Rams slowly more and more. Like both of those are two teams that I think we spent a lot of the season thinking. Well, they're going to figure it out, right? They're they're struggling right now, but these are experienced winning teams with, with solid head coaches that have done this before. And we've seen them have struggles in season like this. But, you know, by the time we get to week nine or 10, where we are right now, they'll, they'll have figured it out and they'll have their sort of signature, you know, explosive offensive performances and they'll cruise into the playoffs and be right back into even maybe on the outskirts of the Super Bowl discussion there. And yet... We're sitting here saying, you know, even earlier, like, would Odell Beckham even want to go to the Green Bay Packers or the Los Angeles Rams? Because they, they seem legitimately like not the like they belong here in the power rankings that you're not sure. You know, you know head to head one on one. Are they going to beat a team like the Atlanta Falcons, the, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the New York Giants? Like, you know, play them 10 times out of 10. I don't know. I don't know how often Green Bay or even the Rams are, are going to come way ahead of those ones. It's, it's really tough to see. Yeah, it is. It's It's wild. It is wild. Weapons matter. That would be my message to the Packers and, and the Rams. Well, they have all sorts of issues. They can use more weapons. Uh, they could certainly use some offensive line help in um, running backs. I mean, they've got a lot of flaws right now due to the defending Super Bowl champions. Rounding out the final 10, the commanders stay put following a, a loss that could have been a win but wasn't a win against the Vikings. They're 22nd. The Arizona Cardinals falling to 23, followed by the team Lauren covers on a daily basis. The Chicago Bears, 24th. They move up a spot. 
The Broncos are 25th after their bye. The Jaguars are 26th, followed by the Lions. Raiders continue to fall at 28. Steelers 29. The Colts, the Colts aren't in the top 29. They are 30th. Panthers 31st, no surprise there. And the Texans, cellar dwellers, still 32nd. Yeah, it seems like a lot of the movement in this area is is just from you know bad teams moving down, and everybody else gets to gets to jump up a slight spot in in that mix as well. But and like we keep talking about the Colts and joking about them as as moving down to thirty two, but it's going to take some work for them to get past the Carolina Panthers and the Houston Texans in terms of really stinking it up at the bottom of the league. That that competition for the number one overall pick is going to be tight I think heading down the stretch and certainly you know the Raiders and Steelers are going to be right in that mix too trying trying to get up there but they may have already done a little bit too much good for themselves yeah I mean I would have put the Lions there and then they go out and they beat Green Bay and and, you know who knows uh, you know if that's a Lions have underachieved or well the Packers are as bad as well they look because I I think that might be the answer but uh, you know some fun teams you know I'm interested we almost talked about your Bears and Justin Fields I'm interested in watching him the rest of the year how does Chase Claypool you know, do and, and fair. And people were critical of that trade and I get it, but I also like the idea of getting young players weapons, the commanders battling without Carson Wentz. Not surprising that Taylor Heineke is uh, got a little luck on that Curtis Samuel ball the other day, but still uh, they've been kind of entertaining to watch. So even the bottom end of the, of the NFL teams, uh, there's some interesting storylines to follow and we will be following them every single day, five times a week right here on Locked On NFL. So thank you so much for making us your first listen. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube, follow wherever you get your podcasts. And Lauren, that's that's a wrap on a Tony Tony Wiggins list Wednesday edition. I appreciate you filling in for him. Hey, happy to do it. I know I, I certainly can't fill his shoes in that way, but uh, <laughs> I'll try my best and hopefully we can have his, his great uh, energy back on next week. Make sure you follow Lauren at Cox Sports One on Twitter at James Rapine for me and for Lauren Cox. I'm James Rapine signing off. Thank you so much for listening to Locked On NFL.